Everybody's a dreamer. Everybody's a star. Everybody's in showbiz. It doesn't matter who you are. There are stars in every city, in every house, and on every street. And if you walk down Hollywood Boulevard, their names are written in concrete. It's that time of year again. While we will not be strolling the streets of Hollywood Boulevard or Annapolis, we can get our pod together and enjoy 10 days of the 9th Annual Annapolis Film Festival. It is virtual this year, and we will be talking to the movers and shakers and those that make it all happen. The Annapolis Film Festival, April 8th through 18th. Tickets and more at annapolisfilmfestival.org. All the stars as you walk down Hollywood Boulevard. Some that you recognize and that you hardly even heard. Join us on the phone today is Robin Miller Unger and Michael Faulkner, who are the producer and director, respectively, of a film that will be showing at the Annapolis Film Festival coming up called As We Are. And it has a really great local bent because a lot of it was filmed right here at Maryland Hall. How are you guys today? Great. Doing, Thank you, John. Doing great. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to talk about this film. And, you know, I'm very sorry that you're not going to be here in person because nobody's going to be here in person. This is a virtual film festival again this year because of COVID. We are looking forward to 2022, of course, to so get back into into the swing of things. But this is a really neat film called As We Are. And it is the story of a young man who has had autism all of his life. And at age 20, he goes in front of a sellout crowd at Maryland Hall in 2017 and brings the house down. That's it sort of in a nutshell, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> that definitely happened. It sure is. <laughs> well, this is uh, Evan Bertrand, who is a local. He's local still, isn't he? They they live in the area. They're now in the D.C. area, but, you know, still very involved in the community. Where did this idea come from? I know that the event itself was back in May of 2017, and it was mm-hmm. put on by a you know a partnership with the Anne Arundel County Public Schools, Maryland Hall, uh, the Autism Community with the Musical Autist, and uh, Studio 39, and a whole bunch of other people that came together to do this. But how did the film mm-hmm. come out of this? Well, I'll start just by saying that I was it was 2016 in the fall. And I was on the road with my first short documentary, Soy Cubana, uh, going to various film festivals. And I got a phone call from my an old friend from high school, Andrea Bertrand, saying, I hear you've done a short documentary. Congratulations. I have an idea for you. And she then told me about Evan, who I'd never met. I haven't seen Andrea in many, many years, like 25 years. Sure. Uh, she she told me about Evan. She told me about the upcoming concert, and I was very intrigued because, while well, I was I've now segued into producing documentary films. I also am a speech pathologist, and this it was kind of like, oh my gosh, this is really a story that would be near and dear to my heart, very important, and I thought, who could I get? I'm from Los Angeles. And she's in Baltimore. She's in Annapolis. 
who can I get to direct this? And immediately I thought of Michael Faulkner. And the story behind that is that I met Michael, also 2016, at the Maryland Film Festival, where we were both there with films. And kind of the rest is history. Interesting. And Michael, maybe Michael can talk about, I, I called him and he in the, initially was, was unsure, but he can tell you what happened next. <laughs> initially unsure might be the title of my autobiography. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. No, I, you know, we, I, I met, like she said, I met Robin at the Maryland Film Festival in 2016. I had a, a feature documentary um, that was following a musician and traveling uh it's called shoe day about a, a beatboxer from baltimore who goes to siberia in uh in tuva and makes music with tuvan um, throat singers and you know part of the experience of that was discovering and experiencing how music crosses boundaries and and brings people together and collaborate and it's so collaborative it can become its own language and um, I had seen Robin's documentary, Soy Cubana, and, and uh, it just, you know, it, kindred spirits, basically. Yeah. And so when she called me, I was really happy to hear from her. I was uh, and she um, suggested you know, we didn't know what the project would be exactly. We just knew that, that, that this was happening. And and I thought, you know, that sounds great. I just wanted to go and meet them. Uh, before committing 100%, because, you know, when you, when you commit to a documentary, you're committing not just months of your life, you're committing years of your life to something. Because sure. that's not, it's not all I've done. It's not, not all you do for that period of time, but it's, it's a long term relationship. And when I, and I, as I was, but I, I kind of knew that it was something that, you know, kind of had a hunch we would just go for it. But as I was pulling up into the neighborhood, um, started feeling it and and I got as I was coming up to the door I could uh hear Evan inside playing the piano and practicing the piano and it was a it was a Gershwin tune um the only reason I remember that is because we ended up using some of that at the beginning of uh of the film I started I didn't really bring my equipment first I just wanted to talk to them and meet them and uh, not bring cameras into it right away but but I did have a small camera and my iPhone as well, just in case, I guess. And boy, they just opened up right away to me. Mm. And we started talking about everything and it was an instant connection. And um, so I just started turning the cameras on. And uh, after that, I think I called you, Robin. I said, I think we're, we're doing this. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, and we started, and then after that, you know, we spent, uh, went back periodically over the next few months we realized that the story arc was certainly going to follow the concert, but we also wanted to get into Evan's life and, uh, and what's behind the music. What's what, what does it take to get up on stage and play? And why is it so important? What's driving? Cause he works really hard. I think it's really important to make a distinction uh, also that um, while he does have certain gifts that are, that are rare, like perfect pitch, He's not necessarily what would be considered uh, a savant. He works really hard and he practices mm -hmm. and he and he's trained. He's a trained mm -hmm. musician. That's fantastic. I, I I think it's funny that you said you had your iPhone for a camera. I mean, is that something that that a director normally would do? I mean, I I know they've got movies that are shot entirely on iPhones and stuff like that. I mean, that just sounds so funny. It's like you think of all the gear that comes in with making a movie and the technology that we've got today. I thought that was kind well, of funny. 
well, you know, John, the best camera that, that anyone can have is whatever is available. You know, it's sort of, it's sort of like, that's right. The iPhone is kind of amazing and it's, it gets better and better all the time, but, and, and there are certain limitations, but, but at the same time, uh, it was like, I had this other camera, it was a DSLR, uh, but I needed another angle. So I just, cause they were both talking. So I just, you know, it's the one I had. <laughs> yeah. Ben, how did Evan get into music? I mean, was this a therapy? Was this a, you know, helping him deal <clears throat> with his autism? Well, Andrea is, has always been very proactive. I mean, you, you watch her on screen. This really, I think it's pretty obvious in the movie. In fact, I screened it for some students at Emerson College a month ago. And one of the, in the chats was, this woman is awesome. She, you know, they couldn't believe how great she was with organizing things for Evan. And clearly from the time he was diagnosed from then on, she was very busy with trying to figure out and engaged so many things music therapy being a big one and um, from an early age and kind of let Evan too take the reins in terms of choosing what he wanted to do with music. And eventually later we, we learned that a, a couple of years before this concert, he decided he wanted to play the tuba. So Andrea gets him a tuba and Andrea gets him a tuba instructor and, you know, again, he's so he's got these journeys of music throughout his whole life, which <laughs> yeah. for somebody like Evan, who has Andrea calls it central auditory processing disorder. But he has difficulties sometimes with reception, with processing what people are saying. And he has difficulties sometimes with expressing what is on his mind and responding in conversation. So it became very clear, as we see with a lot of people with disabilities, music sometimes becomes the common ground in, in a way that they mm -hmm. can connect with other people. I've seen so many different aspects where music is really sort of a, a healer. And I'm sure as you know, your background in speech pathology, this probably, you probably know this, but I mean, you know, you've, you've talked with people my mother before she passed away, suffered from Alzheimer's pretty significantly. And, you know, they yeah. brought people in to sing to them and it, and it just yeah. absolutely changed their world. They would put headphones on them and let them listen to music of, you know, of their generation and right. it it really is a transformative thing to be able to it do is. that. Um, but it is, you know, and and you know, I'm going to say getting in front of 800 people at Maryland Hall, man, that's something that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. Maybe I would, but I mean, that's a, you know, but that's <laughs> true. Something I'm not going to. I'm not signing up for that. Uh, that it's that's a amazing. big deal. It's a big deal, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's it takes a lot of poise, and uh, he had to deal with nerves just like anybody else. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting thing, you know, and I have never claimed to be an expert on autism or at all. And I think that I kind of went in on this as just sort of, hey, I don't know anything. I just I'm just going to be present and I'm going to try mm -hmm. to show, you know, what I see. And and maybe if I learn something, somebody else can learn something and mm -hmm. just kind of want to hang out with him. And you know, being around him is is great because. um of just who he is and how he is. And of course, Andrea too, and the other people that we were with, but I did mm -hmm. want to say, speak to your point, which is that he, um, he got nervous and, and he had a process in his, 
in his way too and everybody like everybody does but i think that's what's really great about it uh about this his story is that he does overcome his nerves and and um performs and brings mm-hmm. joy to everyone listening well, I know the trailer is out and I have, have looked at it. And this is for the film we're discussing as we are, which is going to be shown at the Annapolis Film Festival. And the way the technology is working this year is that there is a window of time when you can view this movie. And it's April 16th through the 18th from 9 a.m. to on the 16th, 11.45 p.m. on the 18th. So there's a full two-day window and it's pretty much on demand. So if you want to watch it at 2 in the afternoon, that's cool. You can do it as long as it's in that window. And it is a 25-minute documentary filmed right here um, at 801 Chase Street at Maryland Hall back in 2017. Uh, We are on the phone with Robin Miller Unger, who is the producer, as well as Michael Faulkner, who is the director of the film. Uh, Again, it's called As We Are. And I would say it's starring, but there's a ton of people in there. But Evan Bertrand, who is local, uh, was a local resident and got out in front of him and, and played his heart out on the piano. Um, what else are you guys working on? What else is in the works for you too? Well, I'm I'm right now. We've just finished. I mentioned Soy Cubana, the short film in 2016 that went off to festivals. It's about an acapella quartet, Afro-Cuban quartet that I met in Santiago de Cuba. Uh, cut to it was a magical year because the local leaders, as they're called ended up coming from Cuba to Los Angeles, which was a miracle in its, in its own right, because by that time, the doors were closing. Obama had opened, it was closing, and they literally got out of Cuba less than 24 hours with less than 24-hour notice, getting the visas on Friday, and they were scheduled to fly Saturday. They came to L.A., and we continued the documentary, it's, uh, they were here for th- three weeks performing. And I mean, these are women that from Santiago to Cuba that had never performed audiences of three or 4,000 people. So this was huge for them. And the film just premiered last week at South by Southwest. And we won an audience award. Yay, congratulations. So, yay. Again, you know, comparing with with as we are, it's it's again another story about music, and the power of music to bring us joy, and to bring us, you know, friendships and communication across cultures. So that journey is just beginning, and I'll be now. I'm accompanying the two films, which I'm delighted. I'm delighted. I just wish we were in person. You know, that's that's one thing. How has how has COVID really affected you guys? I mean, I mean, it's obviously through everybody for a loop. I mean, you know, as far as producing and and yeah. you know, getting it done and showing it in theaters. I know the theaters have been just absolutely killed, as well as the studios. I mean, you guys have done a wonderful job of getting this stuff done. And you know, I mean, the the fact that the Annapolis Film Festival is able to put out more than a hundred films is amazing to me. Yes, true. What's on your plate, Michael? For me, um, you know, uh, when I'm not directing documentaries, I'm doing location scouting and other things and trying to write and things like that. I'm, I, um, I just wrapped a, uh, a, an Apple series called Swagger. Hopefully we'll look for that in the, in the fall as a location scout. 
but but also I have a documentary that I shot two years ago, um, and again in a very DIY style. But it's about a road trip with with a friend, um, a dear friend who was moving across the country. But what makes him unique in the in driving across the country is that he has a, a van that's been adapted to his disability, which is um, OI, not be able to pronounce that. It's a uh, osteogenesis imperfecta. So basically, Carl is in a wheelchair driving his van across the country, and he's moving his life. And so we just kind of we want to do the Great American Road Trip. So I'm working on editing that. Uh, that's all to say I'm working on editing that story about about my friend Carl, who's just an amazing human being. So hopefully bring that to Annapolis in a year or two. <laughs> well, <laughs> that would be fun. It seems like between the two of you guys, music is obviously a common bond between you all. And um, mm-hmm. I, I, I guess yeah. people with uh, different abilities, I know whether it's a disability mm-hmm. or a differently abled, whatever you want to want to call it. But I mean, I, I think disability does a little bit of a disservice because the abilities of anybody with any kind of, you know, impairment mm-hmm. you know, are, are really getting to be not, I mean, you look at the, at these folks that come back, these war heroes that come back and they're able to run marathons with no legs and, you know, the, know. And, and just, you know, the, the human body and the human mind is just unbelievably strong and adaptive. And I think, that this probably, uh, you know, sits there and shows it. I mean, uh, you know, gosh, you, you think somebody with autism 30, 40, 50 years ago, uh, you know, what what would life have been? And here, right. you know, the world the world is Evan's oyster as it's shown right here in your documentary, mm-hmm. As We Are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well said. Thank you. Qu- question for I you think- both. What is, what is your favorite genre of music? I mean, you mentioned Gershwin, Michael, earlier. Oh yeah, well that's certainly one. Or it could, or it could be uh, a, could be a, de- a decade. I mean, you know, it could be pop music. I don't know. Well, you know, I definitely will always have a soft spot for the '80s, but but it's not necessarily my favorite. You know, I think that's one of the things about you know, if I look at it critically, that might not be. I'd probably have to say it's something like jazz or or yeah. you know, from you know, piano. But but the thing is, it's like it's really about how that music connects with your emotions and and what mm-hmm. you remember and. And your identity, like your, I think our identities are sort of wrapped up in the music, at the soundtracks of our lives, and and I think it's, I think that that's really what happens. Which is again back with as we are, they 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 focus themselves around this anthem of the song, um, stand in the light, and how we got the title was when I was making the trailer, I, we were trying to figure out what's the title of this film. And then I, I finally heard it after listening to the song over and over again. It just really stood out that the real it, the thing is, is it's about being able to present ourselves as we are. And so that song was really encouraging them to do that. So we picked mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So it's kind of a, a roundabout way of answering your question and avoiding the answer as well, because it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to pick a favorite. But, you know, it's it's whatever connects us to ourselves and to others. Mm-hmm. whatever works you know and I, I love the the as we are because we all have our uh skeletons in our closet our mm-hmm. uh, our shortcomings and our strengths and our weaknesses and everything else uh, it doesn't matter how perfect your life looks to be on facebook and that's right and you know here it is that that is it except us as we mm-hmm. are here we are mm-hmm. um with 
everything that we've got going on, whether it be mm-hmm. autism, whether it be downs, whether it be uh, just being I'm, I'm a jerky kind of a guy or, you know, what, whether it's, right? a, it's, a, it's a disability <laughs> or, or anything else like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's, it's, it's a beautiful story. It's a short story. It's only 25 minutes long. Uh, and again, As We Are is filmed right here in Annapolis at Maryland Hall. And it's going to be shown at the Annapolis Film Festival April 16th through the 18th. 9 a.m. on the 16th to 11.45 on the 18th. And you can watch it at any time thereof. Uh, Robin Miller-Unger, who is the producer, is on the phone with us, and Michael Faulkner, who is the director of the film. And I want to thank you guys very much for your time this afternoon. And at this point in this discussion, I would normally say, oh, I'm going to make sure that I find you guys during the film festival and introduce you so we can put a face with a voice and shake hands and we'll have drinks and – yeah, that would be so yeah. fun. That ain't gonna happen. We'll, we'll, well have to do it uh, in a. It, we'll, have, we'll have to have some kind of catch up party, maybe in some part. But I do want to shout out to the musical artists. Uh, yes. Um, and uh, of course, the Maryland Hall. And who else should we shout out thanks to Annapolis? Well, I think you know. I think when people see the movie, they're gonna say, "Oh, I know that person," and "Oh, I know that group." Oh, but we just yeah. we thank everybody who came to that concert, everybody involved in the making of the musical artist director C.J. Shiloh, who was just incredibly giving and helpful, and of course Andrea and Evan Bertrand. But uh, yeah, I just hope I hope everybody in the community enjoys it because it's going to be kind of looking back at a time very nostalgic. We look back at a time when. Everybody could gather at Maryland Hall and sit side by side and hug. And, oh. you know, that's we look yeah. we look at that now. It's it's a thing of the past. We know that it's going to happen again, but it's not happening for this festival and not happening for a lot of things. So it's going to be nice to see the images of that of Maryland yeah. Hall full of people with yep. no concern. No boundaries. It, it truly yep. were my, my concern on this whole thing is that that our psyche, uh, the the mental toll that this pandemic is taking on us is affecting us. And I've noticed that myself. I mean, just doing these recordings, I lived for getting out in person and doing this face to face. Well obviously when possible. I Robin, you're in LA, so there's nothing I can do about that right now. Um, but yep. Michael, I know you're somewhat local. Maybe we could meet at a coffee shop someplace and do that. I would thrive Absolutely. on that. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I think you get a lot more because you don't know. Oh, no, you go. You. Oh, no. no I'm sorry. Didn't you know you don't get any of that. But <laughs> now no. I'm finding after a year of doing this on the phone and Zoom calls and all this stuff, I'm becoming a little bit antisocial. And I hate that. And I'm, I know. I'm, I'm hoping I, it's like somebody says, hey, you know, I'm vaccinated and, you know, we can stay six feet apart. Can we do this face to face? I'm like, oh, God, I got to put uh, pants on. You know, yeah, you know, it's like, uh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> and and I, yeah, I, it's I hate shocking. it. I hate it and I hope it goes away. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I think as humans, we are going to have to make a concerted effort to regroup again and to get comfortable with that and, and to get back to those social experiences and not feeling like I can't I can't hug my friend. Yeah. Well, I was, yeah. I was, I was listening to a podcast recently. They were talking about uh, in Israel, they've developed this uh, passport app for vaccines and it was a reporter i think for the new york times that was saying it was the most remarkable experience to go into a theater to see a musical performance to be sitting there shoulder to shoulder 
to strangers because everybody had to show their passport to get in. So this was a fully vaccinated audience. Mm -hmm. And she said it was just the most amazing thing you could possibly picture after a year of not having this. Yeah. Uh, just to be able, you know, you're not far, you know, you're not walking down the street and quick crossing the other side of the street to avoid any kind of interaction. You know, hopefully we can get to that point. And I, um, I'm looking forward to that period as well. Once again, as we are April 16th through the 18th, you want to get your passes at AnnapolisFilmFestival.org. And I do recommend getting passes because that is the way to see the film festival as opposed to individual tickets. Uh, it's cheaper and you can really make 10 full days out of it with the Annapolis Film Festival. Uh, next year in 2022, it will be in person. And if Michael and Robin have films in here, we're going to see them in person. So I will hunt them down in 2022 for sure. But I want to thank you both for your time this afternoon. Congratulations on the movie. And I am so looking forward to seeing it. And as you said, it's going to be fun because you'll have some audience shots I know and people go, oh, look, there's so-and-so and there's so-and-so. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's always kind of neat to have something filmed in your hometown with uh, your home, your hometown people. Yeah. Where were you? Where were you sitting in the audience, John? Do you remember? I was in the cheap seats up in the uh, up in the balcony. <laughs> That's we're and, not going to. We're probably going to have a hard time seeing you then. But yeah, no, well, no. Actually, we'll actually, it's, yeah. Well, you know, actually, I like the I like those seats the best because I mean, you've got a real good view of the whole stage and everything else. And it's, oh yeah, uh, they're good. Yeah. Um, but they, uh, th those are the ones I usually end up going for because uh, you know, like okay, my my thing is I hate the opera. And I promised somebody I would go to the opera one time. And I said, maybe maybe my tastes have matured. I don't know. <laughs> I got in there and my girlfriend and I were about two-thirds through the first half. And it was killing me. And we're thankfully, we're up in the balcony. I'm like, you want to go to the wine, wine bar? And she's like, yeah. So we snuck out the back door and down the steps and off out we went. You had an adventure. <laughs> you know, I'm just not an opera fan. Ballet I love, you know, symphony. Yeah. Uh, opera, just don't get it. <laughs> hey, guys, thank you very much. And again, great work on this. I can't wait to see the full thing. I have seen the trailer. You can see the trailer at AnnapolisFilmFestival.org as well. Get your tickets and passes. Again, Robin Miller Unger, the producer, and Michael Faulkner, the director of As We Are. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody's a dreamer. Everybody's a star. Everybody's in showbiz It doesn't matter who you are There are stars in every city In every house and on every street And if you walk down Hollywood Boulevard Their names are written in concrete Don't step on Greta Garbo As you walk down the boulevard she looks so weak and fragile That's why she tried to be so hard But they turned her into a princess And they sat her on a throne But she turned her back on stardom Because she wanted to be alone You can see all the stars as you walk down Hollywood Some that you recognize and that you hardly even heard of People who worked and suffered and struggled for fame Some who succeeded and 
summer suffered in vain. Rudolph Valentino looks very much alike, and he looks up ladies' dresses as they sadly pass him by. But please don't tread on dearest Marilyn, 'cause she's not very tough. She should. The stars as you walk down Hollywood Boulevard. Some that you recognize and that you hardly even heard of. People who worked and suffered and struggled for fame. Some who succeeded and some who suffered. More than 100 films, from documentaries to features to shorts, those made in Malta to those made in Maryland. The Annapolis Film Festival has something for everyone. Passes and tickets available now at annapolisfilmfestival.org. Never feel any pain and say you'll.